Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to talk sports on Saturday. This is Sports Saturday, brought to you by Sunstop Sunglasses, a Utah original in business for over 35 years. Here's your host, James Peterson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Welcome to Sports Saturday. We are live at Shields in Sandy. Let me get you the exact address there. You guys know it's right off the freeway. In Sandy, 11282 South State Street. Um, you see it right off I-15. If you can, or it's it's right on State Street. So if if you take State Street, go all the way down to Sandy, or if you take I-15, you see the big Shields building here. We're here for Doc Dogs. Yeah, you know those big air uh, dog events where they have the platform, they jump into a big pool or a pond or something. You see those on ESPN every once in a while. Those outdoor type games. That's what Doc Dogs is. It's a big air, extreme vertical event um, that they've had at various different shields. Um, this is the first time it's been at Sandy. I think they're anticipating this being an annual thing. So this is the inaugural Sandy Shields Doc Dogs event. Uh, come on, come on over. Say hi to us. We're, we're in a big white tent in the in the Shields parking lot. You'll see the big uh inflatable pool and the platform that the uh, dogs will be jumping into they're all lining up getting ready for their big performance and bring your dogs too um it's a dog friendly event as you would imagine for something like this we've got uh, all kinds of uh dog friendly vendors here Woofies is a mobile pet grooming, pet sitting. Uh, they sell baths for $20. They'll be doing that on site here. Rebel Paw, this is a pretty cool uh, promotion that they're doing here. They're, dog, they're a dog treat company. The first 50 pups to come see them will get a free treat. So uh, check, them, check that out. Their street, it's Rebel Paw Street Treats for your dog. I'm looking at their display here. And it, it, it's the kind of treats that look like they're, they're good for humans, right? It's, it looks like a bakery. You know, you know those uh, chocolate chip cookies that, uh, that you, you give your dog, and you some, if you're not realizing, if you're not paying attention enough, you, you might grab one and take a bite yourself. It's that kind of a bakery-type uh, dog treat place. That's Rebel Paw. First 50 pups to walk up to the Rebel Paw um, uh, display there gets a... a Get a free uh, Rebel Pod dog treat. Mountain Wild, their pet treats from the wild. Um, Beehive Canine Training, they've got a they've got a display here. Gosney Ovens is giving out free samples as well. It looks like it's oven it's an oven baked thing. Brio uh, Smokeless Barbecue Pit is giving out samples, and Nautical Bowls is selling their uh, acai acai bowls. And then there's a sale at Shields right now on all dog toys and treats today only. Can't, we won't be giving out the exact number of the sale here. You'll have to come in and find out for yourself. But it's a good sale on dog toys and dog treats today only at the Sandy Shields. And, uh, yeah, they're also giving out freebies. And they're giving out 
as I, as you heard, a ton of freebies and doing some arfs and crafts. So there you go, some dog-friendly arts and, cra- arts and crafts. Uh, here at uh, here at Shields in Sandy. So uh, come on out, bring the family, bring the dogs, and uh, have a great time here at Shields. This is Sports Saturday. I'm James Peterson with you. Got a great show lined up for you. Uh, our guest list today will have the one and only Josh Newman, uh, currently with KSL.com. You guys have seen him come back out on the scene, uh, writing things, doing podcasts with our with our other buddy, Josh Furlong. The two Joshes taking over the world there on the Utah football beat. He'll give us an update on Cam Rising, what he's been hearing about his status. Will he play against Florida coming up 12 days from now? Uh, August 31st at Rice-Eccles Stadium in the season opener. We'll ask Josh about that. Other updates from fall camp. Also, Utah, number 14 in the in the preseason AP poll. We'll talk to him about that. That's good for third among Pac-12, current Pac-12 schools. As we know, this will be the final year of the Pac-12 as we know it. Um, so we'll see, we'll get his thoughts on that as well as well as some other things from Josh Newman. That's at 10:30, about 25 minutes from now. I'll welcome him on the show, and then I'm really excited to have my buddy Alonzo Sardiniana be here on site at Shields uh, to talk some baseball. We'll also talk a little Pac-12, some Utah football. You guys know that he is uh, he's Bill he's Bill Riley, the voice of the Utes, his engineer, on-site engineer at. Uh, all the Utah football games, so he's he's kind of the behind-the-scenes audio guy, making sure that we stay stay connected to me, who's, who's, who runs things from the station uh, in downtown Salt Lake City, um, and uh, making sure Bill, Scott, and Sly sound good throughout the air. So we'll, so he's got some he's got some knowledge from his uh, experience being on site for that about Utah football. He's also a USC grad. We'll, just, we'll probably ask him about the last year. The final year of the Pac-12 as we know it, and and his alma mater, USC, uh, jumping ship, going to the Big Ten starting next year as well. That's coming up at 11, and we're going to keep him on for a couple of segments. We're going to go we're going to go 40, 45 minutes with Alonzo here on site at Shields again in Sandy. I'll give you that address one more time: 11282 South State Street. And you guys know where Shields is. You can't miss it from the freeway if you take I-15. Also, it's right on State Street. So if you take it, if you take State State Street, you're going to run right into the building practically. We are in the parking lot here for Doc Dogs. I'm excited to to start seeing this stuff. They're warming up right now. They they're throwing the the dog toy in the air, and the dogs just jump off the platform into the pool trying to snag that toy out of the air. You guys have seen those events on ESPN, those great outdoors games that they used to run and things like that. Um, it's that sort of thing here going on at Shields, Dock Dogs, a dog jumping competition. Uh, start out the show today, though. Um, uh, first off, got a shout out, another shout out, uh, Sunstop Sunglasses. They've got six locations, Provo Town Center Mall, Fashion Place Mall in Murray, Southtown Mall just down the street from us from where we are here in Sandy, Newgate Mall up in Ogden, and two down in St. George. You can also find them online at sunstopsunglasses.com. They will get you fitted and matched with the right pair of sunglasses. They don't just sell them to you. 
they make sure you get the best looking pair, the one that will work best for the activity that you're looking for, whether it's outdoor sports, you want something to get the keep the glare out of your eyes and protect your eyes that way from the UV rays, things like that, or uh, whether it's just wearing them around. I, my pair of Oakleys that they that Aaron Milton, uh, the owner and operator of Sun, uh, owner and operator of Sunstop Sunglasses, let me pick out. Um, I just keep them in my car and uh, use them for sunny days like we have today. Eh, a little partly cloudy now that I look at it, uh, but uh, still pretty sunny day here. And and the good thing is too, I'm not feeling the overwhelming heat that I felt earlier in the week here. It's actually a nice, we actually have a nice day out here today, a little bit of a breeze going on. Hopefully it stays cool uh, for this uh, great event here at Shields, the Doc Dogs event. Um, but wanted to start out the show talking about Michael Orr. Now you guys know, you guys have heard this story already. Uh, it's made big news. Michael Orr, of course, is the subject of the Oscar uh, nominated film best picture nominated film the blind side from 2009 one of my favorite sports movies uh, has was as soon as it came out has been for a long time um yeah he is suing his quote-unquote adoptive family the twoies if you saw the movie if you read michael lewis's book that came out a couple of years before the movie you know that you know that story he's a uh, he's a young he was a uh, high school, uh, a huge high school athlete um, in Memphis. He was homeless for much of that, for much of his childhood. His his mother was a was a drug addict, and so he was in and out of foster care when he wasn't homeless. Um, he crashed on a lot of people's uh, on a lot of people's couches, including the Tuies. In the film, it makes it look like the Tuies just decided to be the first people to take him in but in reality he kind of stayed with a bunch of different families for for various periods of time whether it was one night at a time or a few weeks at a time and then the twoies uh decided to take him in and when he turned 18 and he was about to start his college career at Ole Miss there was an NCAA investigation because the twoies were Ole Miss alma maters, right? They, they are alumnus. Excuse me, alumni. Can't talk right now. Um, so their alma mater was Ole Miss. And so the NCAA was looking at their situation, feeling a little suspicious that, hey, did you just take this kid in to because you knew he would be a great football player and you wanted to make your alma mater better, right? The NCAA ended up closing that investigation and allowing him to enroll in Ole Miss, and the rest is history. He first round draft pick, Super Bowl champion, um, before he retired in, t- in 2016, right? That's the story up until now that we know. And at that time, during that investigation, that's when they decide, that's when the Tui's decided, let's just go ahead and adopt Michael. Then it, then this isn't an issue, right? Um, so, that's the story as we knew until this week when we find out about the petition that has now become a lawsuit um, by Michael Orr, the subject of the blind side. So what we found out from Michael Orr's side this week is that 
he didn't know until earlier this year. He's claiming that he didn't know until earlier this year that he was never actually he was never technically adopted. Instead, he signed a conservatorship. And if you've been following the Britney Spears stuff over the last couple of years, you know what a conservatorship is, right? It's the thing that gives your guardians or whoever whoever your conservators are, usually it's the guardians or parents, their legal right to make business deals and make money off of your name and likeness, NIL, right? Um, so the t- so he's claiming that the Tuies told him at that time that this was the same thing in adoption and did not tell him that they would be able to make money off of him without his consent. That's Michael Orr's that's Michael Orr's side of the story. The Tuies have responded saying from the from through their lawyers saying this is ridiculous that we would do that to our son Michael, who's not technically their son because he wasn't technically adopted but for all intents and purposes their adopted son um and he's and their lawyer and the the twoies through their lawyer have claimed that he has tried to for lack of a better word extort them um over the last few years for millions of dollars he this is not the first time he's he's come to them and said you give me 15 million dollars or i where i take this public and their claim is that he's finally t- he's finally making good on that threat. Now here's the thing. Michael is claiming, Michael Orr is claiming that he that they made millions of dollars off of the blind side which profited over 300 million dollars in box office sales. And that he never got a cent for it. The Tuies are claiming that they did not that they did not share in the profits of the movie. They got a flat fee, and then share, and then they split that fee among five people, themselves, the Leanne and um, Sean Tui, the parents, and their two sons, Sean Jr. or S.J. As if you've seen the movie, you know him as S.J. and Collins, the, their daughter, and Michael himself. Now, Michael declined to cash he declined his royalty checks from that okay he declined that money so the twoies are claiming that they that they took that money and put it in a trust for michael's son to have later so that's the that's the that's all sides of this story so he's asking for 15 million based off of the suspicion that they withheld their the profits from the from a from the blind side the movie that grossed 300 million dollars in box office sales and they're saying we never made that much money off of that we only got a flat fee and it was i think it was about 200,000 that went to each of them each of the five people involved of the four members of the Tui family and Michael so there you go. It, it's quite a mess. It's it's sad. Um, that's my first reaction. Is that it? Is that it's sad that this is happening? And I, I think it's sad that it has to play out in the public because this is this is a family and their adoptive son, quote unquote adoptive son. That they love that that you know it looks like from outside looking in looks like a a loving relationship for a long time 
they they took him off the off the streets and in a very unstable uh, out of a very unstable environment and to to bring him into a nice to a nice stable home for the first time in his life and instead of being able to talk this out privately because Michael Orr is the public figure that he is, because the Tuies have become the public figures that they are because of the book and the movie, this all has to play out in front of everybody. I heard their, their lawyers say it's ridiculous that anyone would think that they would do this, and I was just thinking about, imagine having to say that about your son to the whole world. Imagine having to tell your lawyer that, hey, yeah, our message is that we think our son's claim is ridiculous. Adoptive son or not, technically not adoptive son or not, that's got to be really hard. That's got to be a really hard thing to do. And that's got to be a really hard thing for Michael to hear, right? Um, I'm reserving judgment on what the actual most accurate truth is on all of this until until we know more of the verified facts because right now we have one one person's story and another side's story that's really all we got and it's easy to say because michael said it first it's easy to say well the twoies are are the villains in this story because they shouldn't have put him in a conservatorship in the first place that's unfair to him and they should have they should have shared more money in the profits well but we don't we don't know for sure if the twoies if the twoies are telling the truth and saying there's not more of the profits, and we already shared it with him. So I don't know. There's so much to dissect here. All I got to say about this is that I hope it plays out in a way where Michael feels like he's getting what he needs out of this, whether it's the $15 million he's asking for or some better understanding of what actually happened there. And that the Tuies are getting what they need out of this, which is hopefully, if they didn't unfairly ex- uh, extort's not the right word, if they didn't unfairly and illegally withhold money and or illegally withhold money from Michael Orr from the profits of the Blindside movie, then I hope that they don't. I hope that their reputation doesn't just get sullied out of this because that would be an unnecessary thing, and that happens all the time. We jump to conclusions so fast with this, and there are some things where, yeah, go ahead and feel free to jump to conclusions. This this side looks like it's in the right, obviously in the right. This side looks like it's obviously in the wrong. That is not this case. Um, and I just think it's unfortunate that it has to be so public, right? But there it is. A uh, uh, couple other things that came out later this week. So the Tuies, as of right now, have said that they are willing to end the conservatorship. So that seems like it's good news for Michael Orr. Another thing is, so you, met, you heard me say that his claim is he didn't know about the conservatorship until earlier this year, right? He thought he was formally adopted earlier this year. No conservatorship. That does not line up with what he wrote about in his first book. Now, he's written 
he's on a he just released his second book about his life and about this story, right? This rags to riches story. His first one came out in 2011, two years after the movie and a year or so into his NFL career, his Super Bowl champion NFL career. In that first book, he calls the Tuies his conservators. This is according to TMZ. TMZ's reporters apparently combed through that thing, both books, to try to find any new information, and they found that in there he called, he refers to the Tuies as his conservators. Now, that doesn't look good for his claim that he did not know he was in a conservatorship. That was back in 2011. It appears that he knew he was in a conservatorship with the Tuies since at the latest 20 at the yeah the latest 2011 for the past 12 years right now here's my thought on this he may be it's possible that he may have known that that's the t that's the term but maybe he didn't understand that conservators means that they can make business deals and make money off of in his name and make money off of his NIL Maybe he did. I think that before the Britney Spears conservatorship uh, situation, I think that if you told me that someone was a conservator of someone and they said, well, that basically means that they're the legal guardian, that I would probably think, okay, it's just a different term for adoptive parents, right? So I think it's fair to – I think it's uh, not completely out of the realm of possibility – that that's what Michael thought at the time when he wrote My Conservators, Sean and Leanne Tui, in his book. Now, but, but if he did understand those terms, if he did understand what that actually meant legally, and he wrote that, then that makes his claim right now that he didn't know he, was formally, he wasn't formally adopted by the Tuies, that they could make business deals and make money off of his NIL, that makes that null and void. In, it, it seems to make it null and void, right? That, do, that doesn't seem like that would hold up in court. Then again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge, so what do I know? That's just what it appears to me. So it's just, it's a messy situation. Like I said, I just hope that Michael gets what he needs out of it. And I hope that, I hope that they as a family can be able to repair this. As the, the Tuies said this, we hope that we'll be able to repair um, the damage that this is causing to our family. I hope I hope that's the case too. I just don't think it's fair for any of us to say, "Oh, the Tuies are the worst," or "Oh, Michael's a liar." There's there's so much more of this that needs to play out. There's so many more facts that we need to learn before we know for sure. Because if you look at it, there's you could convince yourself that e that either one of them are lying right now. You could convince yourself that either one of them are telling the absolute truth right now. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. So that's the that's what's been going on with the uh, that's the big news in sports this week. The Michael Orr law, lawsuit um, over the profits, the alleged profits that the Tuies got from the 2006 book about Michael Orr's life and allegedly did not share with Michael Orr, and the 2009 blindside movie that we all know 
Sandra Bullock won an Oscar, Best Best Actress Oscar for, and was an Oscar Best Picture nominated movie. $300 million gross profit, or gross uh, box office hit back in 2009. There you go. We'll, uh, I'll continue to keep an eye on that. It's a fascinating story. I'll update you. Um, on my last show before we take a break during football season next week, if anything new comes up, and I'm sure uh, Bill and Spence will uh, also talk about it plenty uh, during the week. Bill, weekday weekdays, middays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Spence, the drive with Spence Jackets from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, afternoons here on ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Uh, will Cam Rising start 12 days from now against Florida? Up in the air right now. It is up in the air right now. Cam told us on his conversation with Cam with Bill Riley this week that he's still on track. Um, he says that this next week is a big week for him because – it sounds like he might be getting tested. He get so throughout this process, he gets test. He's getting tested every few weeks or every so often uh, by the training staff to see just where he is status-wise, physically. This next one, this next week, seems like it's the one that'll determine whether he's going to start. That's what it seemed like. That's what I gathered from listening to this week's conversation with Cam. With Bill Riley, Thursdays at noon on the Bill Riley Show, every week during the football season and throughout fall camp. Um, that's what I'm getting. So we'll see. We'll probably know early next week, or the U- Utah will know early next week whether or not he's going to start, and in Week One against Florida, 12 days from now. Now, whether or not they share that with the media and the public, that's a whole other thing. You know, you know how tight-lipped. Kyle Whittingham and his coaching staff likes to be with these kinds of things. We may not know till the week of, maybe the a couple days before the game. But Utah, it seems like they will probably know. Kyle Whittingham and his coaching staff and Cam Rising will probably know uh, before the end of next week. I still feel so. It feels unlikely at this point that he will start, but I still feel like there's a decent chance that he could. I know that there's a lot of talk out there saying that eight months from surgery is way too early to expect a guy to come back from from ACL, and that is aggressive. But I'm not going to completely rule it out until we know that he's not going to start because all we've heard is that he's on track. All we've heard is Cam saying, I'm planning on starting. Now, it's not up to Cam. It's not up to the coaching staff. It's up to the training staff and the medical team. But – I would feel like if he's if he's not planning on starting, he wouldn't be always saying. He wouldn't be always offering that, yeah, I'm feeling good, I'm on track, I'm planning on starting. So I think that there's still a decent chance we see him out there against Florida. If not, though, we've already heard Bryson Barnes. Kyle Winningham said Bryson Barnes will be the starter if Cam cannot get cleared in time. And uh, Cam will, I would think would be able to go, and I think everyone was hoping he'd be able to go week two at Baylor in Waco. Uh, that'll do it for our opening segment here on Sports Saturday, brought to you by Sunstop Sunglasses. We're live at Shields for the Doc Dogs Dog Jumping Competition, Big Air, 
vertical competition. You've seen those. You've seen those before. The ESPN used to air the great outdoor games all the time during the summer, and you saw the dogs. They run off a platform. They throw a dog toy in the air, and then they catch it in the air and land in a big pool or a pond. Well, they've got a big inflatable pool and a platform in the Shields parking lot in Sandy right now for that to do that competition. The dogs are lined up, warming up, getting ready to go. Come on out. Bring the dogs as well. Uh, got tons of um, dog-friendly vendors here, a couple of human-friendly ones as well, some, some human, some people food <laughs> vendors for you out here as well, but a lot of dog-friendly ones. Um, we've got uh, Woofies, their mobile pet grooming and pet sitting company. They're offering baths for $20. Uh, Rebel Paw, their street treats for your dog. They've got a, uh, a booth here. They've got it's the gourmet dog treats. The first 50 pups to go up to the Rebel Paw setup there here in the Shields parking lot uh, will get a free dog treat. Rebel Paw Dog Treat. So come in, take advantage of that, bring your pup for that. Mountain Wild Pet Treats, or that's Pet Treats from the Wild. They're here. Beehive, that's a canine training company. They are here. Um, Gosney Ovens is giving out samples. They've they're, they've got their, uh, their ovens uh, baking some stuff out for the people here. Brio is a Brio smokeless barbecue pit is also giving out samples. I'm looking right at them right now. They've oh yeah, they're holding up the steak that they're putting out on the on the grill on the uh, smoker. Uh, super excited about that. Come on out, try some of those samples. Nautical bowls just across from me as well is is selling their uh, acai bowls, and they've got a sale here at Shields if you go inside on dog toys and treats today only. Can't tell you how much how much percent off, but it's a it's a nice sale. You come in here, you can find out how much how much uh, percent off you can get dog toys and dog treats today only at the Shields here in Sandy. And yeah, they're doing plenty of arfs and crafts here in at Shields in Sandy. Let me give you the address one more time. Not that you need it. Just go on I-15, head south. You'll see it right off the freeway um it's but it's 11282 south state street in sandy at shields uh that'll do it for the opening segment here on sports saturday coming up i welcome in our friend the one and only josh newman now with ksl.com utes writer we'll catch up with we'll catch up with him haven't really had much chance to talk with him since he left the tribune um, we'll catch up with him and get the latest from uh, Camp Kyle, including Cam Rising's chances to start 12 days from now against Florida. Maybe we'll talk a little Jets as well. They're on hard knocks. They got Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook. Talk about how he's feeling about his Jets. That's next. I'm James Peterson, and you're listening to Sports Saturday right here on your home of the Utes, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Welcome back to Sports Saturday from the Valley Collision Studio of Utah's number one sports talk and your home of the Utes, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Now back to your host, James Peterson. All right, welcome back to Sports Saturday here on ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. We're live at Shields. The Dock Dogs competition, that's the dog jumping competition. They throw the dog toy. The dogs jump off a platform, land in the big pool. Super fun. Bring your 
come on out, hang out with us. We're in the Shields parking lot in Sandy. You can't miss it. Just hop on I-15. It's right off the freeway, right? Anybody who's for, anybody who's from here knows where Shields is from I-15, right? Just head head on out here. We're in the parking lot. They got the Doc Dogs platform out there. Come out. Bring your dogs as well. Tons of uh, dog-friendly vendors, dog treats, and the like. A couple of uh, people food vendors out here as well, if you will. Um, give you the list of that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at today here on Sports Saturday. I'm super excited to bring on my next guest. He he was a regular guest, and then he had some stuff going on this summer. And so and now he's just kind of poking his head back up for air and getting – and he's back um, in the media scene here locally with KSL.com. That's my good friend, Josh Newman. Josh, what's going on, man? James, I appreciate you having me. I hope things are going well. Going well, man, and I hope they're going well with you. Uh, we won't get into details, but I just wanted to ask you how you feeling about being at KSL.com, man, the new employer. How's it going for you? Uh, it's good. You know, uh, as you kind of alluded to, you know, some things went on uh, in the spring, and I was essentially, you know, I was like hibernating, right, for two months, and then, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, I think at the point where, like, Pac-12 Media Day was coming up, I'm like, you know, let me... Let me reach out to Josh Furlong, right? Like when all this kind of first happened, Josh Furlong, you know, reached out to me and he was like, "Look, if I can do anything, if if you want to, you know, try some freelance, you know, reach out." So again, you know, two months later, yeah, I want to, you know, as long as I'm here, I want to do some writing. Reached out, you know, he and I had lunch, we talked, you know, we came to a, uh, I don't want to say agreement, but like we were on the same page with a lot of things. So you know, obviously, I'm doing. Utah athletics, football, basketball stuff for KSL.com, and it's been good. And uh, you know, looking forward to to football season starting. You know, I think I think a lot of us, all of us, anybody listening to the show right now is uh, is thinking Utah football here in uh, in twelve days, and um, I'm 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 happy to still be a part of it. I'll say that. Yeah, and, and I'm happy to I'm happy that you're still here for the start of this season, at least. Hopefully, for the for long term future as well. We want we want to keep you around. It's been fun. Being able to read you again, you've been doing the video podcasting with with Josh Furlong as well, the Josh and Josh podcast, taking over the Josh <laughs> has taken over the world. Uh, it's been fun to to watch and listen to you and, and read you. So I, I'm just glad to that uh, you've got something uh, something stable going on for you right now, and that we get a chance to uh, to read you and hear from you about uh, Utah football. So appreciate happy, that. Happy, really, happy for that, man. Really do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Let's start with uh, the thing, the big question on everyone's minds right now. Is Cam Rising going to start? Uh, and I know that we have no, I know that we know Kyle Whittingham is not going to say anything to the media until he absolutely feels like he has to. But what's your sense on that as we're 12 days from kickoff? Yeah, you know, Kyle is, you know, he's never going to feel the need to, to show his whole hand, right? There's no injury reports in college football. There's no injury reports in the Pac-12, so he doesn't feel the need to really to really talk about injuries at all unless they're season-ending. Now, with that said, and I, and I did kind of allude to this earlier this week in something I wrote, Tyler Whittingham does not talk about injuries directly, but he will, you know, if you listen carefully enough, he will lead you down the right path so the, you know, so the reporter can do what they have to do. And, again, he's not being direct, but he will, he will give you little bits and pieces and you can kind of put those puzzle pieces together. Look, we're sitting here now um, on August 19th, and the opener against Florida is 12 days away. And if you're asking me right now, do I think Ryzen starts the opener, 
No, I don't. Um, and look, some of that is based on you know some intel behind the scenes. I think there's a lot of skepticism that Rising will be able to get all the way back to start a football game in 12 days, and that's not a knock on anybody. Look, he had major knee surgery, right? He tore his ACL on January 2nd, and since literally since that, I remember like riding on the media bus from the Rose Bowl back to the hotel, talking to some other reporters, and we're like, well, what do you think? Like, assuming it's ACL, right? Like, what do you think the timeline is? And you're trying to do the math in your head. It's like, it was always a very aggressive timeline for rising to get all the way back to start a game on August 31st. You're talking like inside eight months. And look, as we sit here now, again, we the media does not watch practice. We don't see one second of what's going on during fall camp. We are left to, you know, talk to Kyle Whittingham once a week, you know, get Andy Ludwig, the offensive coordinator, once in a while. You talk to whoever you talk to behind the scenes, and that's what we're kind of left with. So yesterday we get Andy Ludwig, and I asked him, you know, is Cam still limited? Because on Tuesday, Kyle Whittingham said that Cam was limited. So, okay, three days later, we get Ludwig. This is after a scrimmage. Okay, that's important. Okay, they've scrimmaged twice now. Okay, the second live scrimmage was Thursday. So yesterday, Friday, I asked Ludwig, is Cam still limited? And Ludwig was very clear. Yes, Cam is still limited, which is a clear indication that he did not participate in the second scrimmage. So where are we? Okay, so yesterday was 13 days from the opener. So 13 days from the opener, rising is limited. He is doing, he, he has been practicing, to be clear. He's just not live. He can't do everything yet. He can't do, you know, lateral movement. He's just not clear to do that. So now what are we looking at? Okay, as of yesterday, he was limited. So what are we looking at? Um, Kyle Whittingham has said in the past, this is going back to like late winter before spring ball started. Well, when do you need to see rising ready, full, green lit, ready to go to be comfortable enough to put him in a game? And the initial answer from Kyle was 10 to 14 days. That's when I need to see Cam ready, rocking, first team offense, 10 to 14 days. He has since backed that up. He's willing to wait up to a week. He's willing to wait up to one week before the opener. But look, realistically, I mean, like, what are we talking about here? You know, if you're, if you're still limited now to get ready to go, like, that's a very quick ramp up process. Like, if you, if you're still limited and you still need to do certain things to get on the field, the ramp up process would have to be very drastic, very quick. I think we're running out of time. So as of right now, like standing here 12 days out, I, right now, no. I, I don't think it's going to be rising. It still could be, but just based on what we've been told, like I don't think it's going to be rising, but we're not ruling that out just yet. And just to back up what you were saying, we have our conversation with Cam, with Bill Riley, um, every week on the Bill Riley Show, Thursdays at noon, and he told Bill a couple days ago on this week's conversation that he's still planning on starting. Obviously, it's not that doesn't mean anything, really, because it's – it's not a question of him wanting to start. It's a question of the medical staff clearing him. But he's still planning on starting. But he also said that next week's a big week for him. Those are the words that he used, which makes you think that he's probably going to get he's probably gonna get that knee tested again. They're going to make sure that – and it's not – the other thing about this is that it's not just is the knee 100% or healed enough to hold up. It's does he have enough strength in his quad and in calf and in his hamstring – that those aren't going to get injured if he goes out there. That 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 that's not going to, or that that's not going to, a lack of strength there isn't going to lead him to re-aggravating the knee injury. So it, it's uh, those are the kinds of things that they kind of test for here. 
And anyway, he says that next week's a big week for him, which makes which le- leads us to believe exactly what you're saying, that if he's not cleared maybe early next week or, or at least by the end of next week, it's probably a no-go for Florida. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, I did, I did listen to the conversation, you know, with, uh, that Bill had with Cam, and yeah, there's a, yeah, next week is big, right? Because there's a doctor's appointment, and you know, it's, uh, it's judgment day, right, so to speak. Like, if that doctor's appointment does not go well, then yeah, he's probably not playing against Florida. And you know, my point, you know, my point still stands. I mean, even if that doctor's appointment does go well and he can get cleared, there is still a matter of, again, the ramp up process. Like, you know, what is the ramp up process? entail again uh lateral movement uh full pads first team offense again he's been doing things with the first team offense you know as a limited participant he is clear to do certain things he is just not clear to do everything so again i i think i think it's gonna be tough um i will be i will be curious to see uh if he is well one you know is he going to be fully cleared next week in time for kyle whittingham's one week uh you know one week out sort of soft deadline and just what does that look like? Okay, let's say he does get cleared next week. You still have to do everything that you're being asked to do. Like, you know, a lot of what Ryzen does, you know, uh, they will call eight, eight design runs, ten design runs. Can he move laterally? Can he scramble out of the pocket? Can he keep, uh, can he keep plays alive? You know, all things that he has been very adept at for the entirety of his career. So, um, I'll say this. I mean, look, we've been literally talking about this for eight months. And of course, the time, you know, the the level to which people are talking about it, it's you know, it's an everyday thing now, and it's an every minute thing. And again, we, you know, you you know, you talk to Kyle and you talk to Ludwig, and it's just every day. I personally, just as a as a writer and as somebody who you know, I guess I'd say I'm still covering the team. Like I'm just like, let's play a game, okay? For better or worse, whatever's going to happen is going to happen on August 31st. And we go from there. So I think I'm, uh, I don't speak for everybody, but I think at this point it's like, all right, let's just, let's just see me. what's what. Like, let's play a let's, game. It could be Ryzen, it could be Bryson Barnes. Let's just play a game. Let's start the season at this point. Ab- absolutely. How do you feel about his chances of, let's say he misses Florida, how do you feel about his chances to start at Baylor 10 days from that from the Florida game on September 9th? Yeah. No, I mean, that's nine days. And of course, see. there's a lot of, yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of talk among some pockets of the fan base like you know if he misses florida you should skip baylor as well or you know just make sure he's ready for september 23rd against ucla which is a pac-12 opener the bottom line is when he is cleared and when he is 100 percent ready when the medical staff not kyle whittingham because kyle whittingham is not in charge of this thing when the medical staff says he's ready to go he's ready to go so okay in this hypothetical that you just mentioned in, in a vacuum okay if he's not ready for florida then okay you've got eight nine days to get ready for Baylor and if he's ready for Baylor great then he's going to play against Baylor the bottom line is if he's ready if and when he's ready if and when he's cleared if and when he's capable of going out there he's going to play okay if he's ready you're not leaving him on the bench okay he's obviously he's your starting quarterback and he's your he's your best option he's your best chance to win a football game when he's healthy so when he's ready he's going to play whenever that is James whether it's Florida whether it's Baylor whether it's Weber whether it's a starter pack ball play, whenever he's ready, he's going to play. You're not leaving him on the bench if and when he's ready to play. Right, and I'm not. I'm not an advocate for, hey, let's just wait till conference play because this is a this is a situation where the team you're bringing back 
however <laughs> unlikely it is to get a to get a playoff team out of a loaded Pac-12 this year, the team you're coming back, the amount of starters that you're bringing back from a back-to-back Pac-12 champion, you expect to take the next step when you have that kind of a roster coming back. You expect to go for that at least. And so, yeah, I'm with you. There's no way you sit him if he's ready to go just to make sure he's ready for conference play. You're going to play him at Baylor if he's cleared to play at Baylor. And I think they should because, you, because you're going to regret it if you don't go for if you don't at least go for that next step this year whether or not it's realistic that they that they take that next step and make the playoff that's that's immaterial at this point you still go for it yeah and just to be clear i mean i'm, I'm not saying that you rush him back nobody's trying well, absolutely to not rush him back yeah. you know you're not getting rushed back onto the field like the kyle whittingham won't allow it the medical staff won't allow it i am very positive in saying that Cam Rising's parents, Cam Rising's father, will not allow that to happen. So he's not getting rushed back. If he's not ready, he's not playing. And, you know, this whole thing, you know, with the you know the college football playoff and, you know, you save him for Pac-12 play, blah, 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 I, 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 I get it. I guess there's a case to be made. I, it doesn't – it just doesn't compute for me, like, that, like, line of thinking. Like, is the college football playoff likely? Probably not because, look, it, as you said, James, it's a loaded Pac-12 and even if Utah is in the mix to win a Pac-12 championship, the like the schedule gets weird, and like you know, there's going to be a, a, a clunker somewhere. You're going to lose a game somewhere. Fine, like I understand that. Let's put, you know, let's put that to the side for a minute. If you beat Florida, and if you beat Baylor, everything is on the table. Okay, we're going to assume a, a, a win against Weber State. If you if you sweep your you know your three non-conference games, you're in the mix. You're in the mix, not for the Pac-12, because Pac-12 play hasn't started yet. If you're if you're three and zero, you're in the mix for everything, and everything means a college football playoff for under this, you know, still four team format. So, um, I really it just I I swear to you, it, it just does not compute for me the fans that are screaming for well, just save them for Pac-12 play because like that's what really matters. Like it all matters. It, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. It all it all, ma- it all every ma- game. Okay, this this isn't. This isn't high school where, like, you're moving the kid up from JV to get varsity reps, right? This isn't the NFL where you're potentially, like, tanking for a draft pick, so you sit your starting quarterback. This is college football, okay? You're, these guys are making millions of dollars to win football games. Whoever gives you the best option to win a football game, that guy is going to play. And if that is a healthy rising, he's going to play. Like, they're not sitting him to save him for what you perceive to be the, you know, the more important thing. just doesn't make any sense at all to me. I'm with you there. Uh, real quick on the way out, man. You've been tweeting about your Jets. I saw you after they after the news broke that they signed Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Man, you, you said you're nervous. I mean, the nerve to feel nervous about the Jets at this point is a good thing for you, though, right? That means that you feel like something could happen. It is. It is. I'm very scared. Okay, let me be honest with you. <laughs> I'm very scared for a few reasons. I'm very scared because there's apparently like adults in the front office now which has not really been the case for, like, much of my lifetime, okay? So you've got Joe Douglas, you know, one of the architects of the, of the Eagles team, the one that, you know, that won the Super Bowl a few years ago, um, very scared that, like, there's a plan. And, like, they've been building towards something, and they had enough sense to, like, not stay the course with Zach Wilson. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson can't turn into a player, okay? But just it wasn't trending in the right direction, okay? So, you, you, you know, you had all this cap space and all of the, you know, the draft capital. You went out. You got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. 
Are you serious? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets, okay? So if he's healthy and he looks like the Rodgers of, you know, 2020 and 2021, major things could happen, okay? Of course, there's questions, right? The offensive line's been kind of a mess during camp. That's a big question mark. But bottom line, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, presumed healthy. You have legitimately, objectively, a championship-level defense, okay? You've got uh, Dalvin Cook. If he's healthy, eh, you know, we'll see, okay? He's got some... He's got some baggage, but okay. Like, if you're telling me that, like, 1,100-yard Dalvin Cook is walking in the door, I'm getting more optimistic. So, um, very excited, uh, very nervous. Uh, but I, my promise to you is, at the start at least, going into week one, I am not going to let myself go all in. Because when you go all in, that's when you get crushed. I am not going to do that to myself unless Rodgers comes out week one on Monday Night Football and throws for, like, 350. Then we can then we can circle back and see uh, – how all in I might be, <laughs> man! It, what what a scene that would be if he does just kill it in the first game. There, it's the hope that kills you, man. You got to guard against that a little bit. I totally I'm understand always, that. It's always the hope, always the hope, <laughs> and it's been my whole life. My whole absolutely. Life, as a jazz old. dude, as a jazz fan, I can completely re- relate with you, and I and a lot of people around this area can completely relate to how you're feeling sure. about. The hope yep. you're feeling for the Jets here. Hey, thanks for hopping on, man. Glad things are going well for you right now with KSL.com. Um, have a good rest of your weekend. Have a good weekend, James. Talk soon. All right, that's Josh Newman, our uh, our friend formerly with Salt Lake Tribune, now with KSL.com, still covering the Utes, uh, talking Camp Kyle, talking about how scared he is about the hope that he has for the Jets being able to do big things this year. We'll see. It should be a fun storyline. I know a lot of people are tired of it, but it's going to be fun to follow. There's no doubt about that. On the other side, uh, weekend brunch tour, and I'll tell you about what's going on one more time about what's going on here live at Shields in Sandy, the Doc Dogs Dog Extreme Big Air Competition uh, in the Shields parking lot. Come hang out, bring your bring your pup, and uh, yeah, hang out with us here in Shields. Uh, this is Sports Saturday with me, James Peterson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. <laughs> It's the Weekend Brunch Tour with your host, James Peterson. James knows sports, and he knows where to get a good brunch. Today, he shares his inside knowledge on where to go and what to eat on the Weekend Brunch Tour. Order up! Weekend Brunch Tour, yeah, you guys know it by now. Boomerang's down under bar. They've got the two locations Two locations, one in uh, one downtown, 160 South Main Street, and then their new location out in Mill Creek in the Brickyard area, 1506 East Woodland Avenue in Salt Lake City out in the Brickyard area of Mill Creek. Uh, that's going to be your home of a lot of our, of most of our uh, ESPN 700 Utah football pregame show brought to you by Advanced Window Products, which of course is Nate Orchard's company, the mayor of Sac Lake City himself. Um, he'll be hosting along with Porter Larson there. They'll have the watch, Utah football watch parties there as well. It's an awesome setup. Um, they've got an outstanding brunch menu on the weekends. They're open from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. They've got bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. They've got uh, biscuits and gravy. They've, they're an Australian-themed bar, hence the name Boomerang. So they've got pic- picolettes, which is the Australian slang for pancakes, so the Australian-style pancakes. They've got Point Piper French toast. Uh, so good. Head on out to Boomerangs Down Under Bar. Check out the brunch menu, and, uh, yeah, 
it's a really cool setup. Hang out there. They've got trivia nights during the week. They've got live music during the week. Have a good time out at Boomerang's Down Under Bar. That's this week's uh, stop on the weekend brunch tour. I'm live here at Sandy. You've heard me talk about that a few times. Sandy, or excuse me, Shields in Sandy. Um, you guys know where it is. Just head on I-15, head south. You see, you see the giant building off the freeway there. Uh, the address, in case you need it, 11282 South State Street here in Sandy. And we've got a really cool uh, event going on. I've got Cherie on with me from Shields. What do we got going on here in the parking lot of Shields today? It's just a big party today. We've got Doc Dogs jumping event. Uh, right now, I think they're doing the, uh, it's not a speed retrieve. They've got the big big air wave right now. And uh, just seeing how far these dogs can jump, it's a lot of fun to come watch and get splashed. Uh, it's going to be going on all day. Yeah, is there a time when it ends? What, or how long How long do we got the Doc Dogs going today? Finals start at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, okay. So we'll be here probably till around 5. So plenty of time. I'm only here till noon for Sports Saturday. But come on out. The, the event goes on till around 5 o'clock, as you heard Cherise say there. Um, and tons of vendors going on. we got people food vendors, if you will, and uh, plenty of dog-friendly vendors as well, dog treats and stuff. Tell us about some of the vendors here. Okay, yeah, it's just a dog party. So we've got Woofies. They are a mobile pet grooming and spa service. They've got their van here, so they're doing... Uh, they can wash your dog for about 20 bucks. Right now, it's just a wash and go. Uh, they've got treats like as dog, well. a dog car wash for you yes. in the parking lot of Shields. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, we've got Gosney here repping. Uh, there are pizza ovens. If you haven't tried their pizza, they're the best. Uh, we've also got Brio with the smokeless fire pits. They're giving away some human treats as well. We've got Rebel Paw uh, dog treats. The first 50 people that show up are getting a free treat for their pups and and these ones you got to be careful with because they look like it looks like a human bakery like it looks like cupcakes and cookies yeah. that are good that are that people can go eat these are these are dog treats and they look delicious though as i mean i'm, I'm jealous of these dogs that are getting these these free uh, rebel paw treats yeah they look incredible <laughs> they look incredible i'm gonna invite them to my birthday party <laughs> yeah no we've got nautical bulls they are selling their acai bulls they're fabulous uh, you can come try those and we've got Mountain Wild. There's another dog treat vendor that we actually sell in Shields. So they're giving away samples, and they're here repping their stuff. We have Beehive Canine Training. Uh, they're going to do a demonstration this afternoon uh, with some of their trained animals. It's a lot of fun. We at Shields, we're giving away some freebies, some frisbees, some little dog treat pouches. We're doing some arfs and crafts. So Love come it. do an art Love project with your dog. It's kind of fun. Get but, yeah, the, it's just a big party. Get the painted paw print like, yep. on the plate yeah. like we did when you were in kindergarten. That's for exactly your right. Same kind of thing, right? Without I'm getting sure. your dog's paws dirty. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, so it is a big party out here. Um, so you mentioned you got a sale going on. We on do. Dog, t- uh, dog toys and dog treats inside yep. as inside. well, right? Yep. We do. And we can't tell you how much percent off, but when you get here, you can find out. <laughs> we can f- you can find out just how good of a sale it is. It's a great sale. Take our word for it. Coming out here, bring and bring the dogs. It's definitely a dog-friendly place. You, they can mingle with some of the competition dogs, I'm sure, if, if they're going to allow them to anyway. And uh, yeah, and they can check out. They can check out some of their peers doing the doing the big air. And yes. the Doc Dogs event. Yep, it's great. We can bring your dogs inside, too. So it's perfect did, weather. Did I hear you right earlier? This is the first time you've had Doc Dogs at this Shields location. We've yes. had them at others. Yes. And you're hoping that this is kind of a yearly thing. Yeah, this will be the first annual. Sweet. 
So, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for every summer for Doc Dogs coming here, Shields and Sandy. But come on out today. Uh, you mentioned 4 o'clock is the final event. So yes. So got, we've got Doc Dogs events from now all the way until about 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. until about 5 o'clock here at Shields. Thanks so much, Sheree. Of course. Thanks for having me. So that's Sheree at Shields um, here in Sandy, 11282 South State Street. Just head on I-15. Get off when you see the big Shields building. You'll find it just fine. We're in the we're under the big white tent. Come hang out with us, um, and uh, have your bring your bring your pups. Uh, have them try some of these uh, some of these dog treats that we got here. Get them a get them a pet grooming uh, spa at Woofies and, and some of the other great vendors here at Shields. On the other side, we continue Sports Saturday. I welcome my good friend Alonzo Sarignana. I'm looking at him right now. He is on site here at Shields. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk end of the Pac-12 era as he is a proud Trojan alumni. He's also part of the Utah football broadcast. We'll get his thoughts on Utah football a little bit as well. Um, On the other side, this is Sports Saturday with me, James Peterson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. You're tuned to Sports Saturday with James Peterson from the Valley Collision Studio of Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. We are live at Shields in Sandy for the Dog Dogs Dog Jumping Competition. Here for Sports Saturday. Come on out, bring the pups. Come watch these amazing athletes do their thing. Here in the parking lot of Shields Dock Dogs, it's that it's the kind of big air dog jumping competition. If you remember growing up, I remember when there was nothing on in the summers on the weekends. ESPN used to play, used to carry the great outdoor games, and they had the guys. And I got Alonzo Sarignana with me here, live on site. And you remember those, Alonzo, right? I do. With the guys who you'd have the guys who were. Uh, Running on the logs to try to get the guys to fall off the logs, and they had the, they had these big air dog competitions as well. They throw the dog toy, and they have various competitions as they as the dogs try to get the biggest air and, and catch the toy mid air. Um, that's what they got here at Shields in the parking lot of Shields here in Sandy. If you don't know where Shields is, just head on I-15, go south if you're coming from Salt Lake or Davis County, you, and keep keep your eye on the left hand side of the freeway. You won't miss it. It's, it's the Giant Shields building um, here in Sandy. Tons of great vendors. Uh, one of them is giving away dog treats to the first 50 pups to come get a to go visit them. That's Rebel Paw Street Treats for dogs. Kind of a food truck for dogs, if you will. <laughs> giving away free dog treats, so go on out and uh, bring your dog. Have them get one of those delicious dog treats. They look like they're good for humans, too. Like, I'm, I'm my mouth's watering just looking at them. Also, uh, really cool, we've got Gosney Pizza Ovens. They're making um, pizza for us, and they they will be at a lot of our ESPN 700 tailgates. And they're, they're, they just gave us some samples. Delicious. You will not want to miss out on that, our ESPN 700 Utah football tailgates, which is uh, Utah football season, 12 days from now. That's crazy. Yeah, and you will be – I mean, you and I are big parts of it. You're actually on site. I'm yeah. stuck in the studio. I mean, how how excited are you for the football season, man? It's crazy how fast it's come because, I I mean, I just remember, we I mean, we, we were at the Rose Bowl for a week. 
Yeah. And now football season is upon us. And we do, obviously, we did the spring game and everything. But it's it's crazy how it's just crept up on us, and now it's football season, it, which is my favorite time of the year because, like, the weather changes. It's not the surface of the sun hot like it is here. Uh, that's Especially the, this week. Yeah, it's but that that's one of the uh, – I talked to uh, my counterpart at Baylor yesterday, and he was telling me how hot it is, and I'm just like, you know, that's the thing I'm not looking forward to. No. It's been 107 with 80% humidity. So I was just in Dallas – Unfortunately, my my dad passed away, and his funeral was in Dallas. That's where he was living. Condolences. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And it was 103 with like 90 something percent humidity. Bro. It was, it was so awful. <laughs> and I'm I I live I actually right out of high school when my dad moved there I moved there with him, um, right after high school about 13 years ago, and so, but I missed the summer. I got the nice fall winter weather. And it was actually extreme winter. That was the year they had the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, Green oh, yeah. Bay Packers, beating the beating Sly Steelers. Ice storm. And they had the ice storm. Yeah. Right. And so we had kind of. It was kind of extreme winter weather there. Not quite as extreme as we heard. What was it last year? Year before, people's pipes were bursting. Oh yeah, Because yeah. the ice melting and stuff. Not quite that bad, thankfully. But I got the. I got kind of the extreme winter weather version of Dallas, and then I left. I left on the did the old Mormon mission that spring, so I completely missed the summer. My first experience in a Texas summer a few weeks ago. Probably don't want to do that again. I, I feel that. I can appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, like I I can deal with. I mean, I'm from California, so I can deal with with the weather. But that about as hot as I try to get is about 80. Anything more than that, I feel like I'm overheating. Yeah. And you and you get the humidity, but the California humidity is not. No, it's not as brutal as some of the East Coast humidity no. or so, or Midwest humidity that you get in Texas no. and and north of that. So no. yeah, so yeah, that's uh, good luck with that. I'm sure Waco will still be, maybe hopefully a little bit cooler than it has it, been, but not. It's not gonna be enough for you to feel it that much. It'll I'm be sure. 97 instead 97. of 107. There you go. Uh, so good luck with that. We'll talk a little bit more about Utah football season with you, but this first segment, we're gonna have you on. We're gonna have Alonzo on for a couple segments here. Um, he's live on site here in the Shields parking lot for the Doc Dogs Dog Jumping Competition here at Shields. By the way, Shields also having a sale inside on dog toys and dog treats today only, and they got. This table over here, they've got some Frisbees and other freebies they're giving away, and they're doing ARFs and crafts. Stop so dog, it. Dog, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> dog crafts. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, the dog puts their paw in the paint, yeah. and then you put the paw print on the plate like we all did in kindergarten for our parents. When my dogs come back from daycare, they send them like that sometimes? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I'm just like, this is adorable. I know you didn't write your name, Bob, but, you know. This it's is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So, uh, so yeah, that's what's going on here at Shields in Sandy, having a lot of fun. But Alonzo, I wanted to talk about baseball because you're the host of the Bleedlos, one of the hosts of the Bleedlos podcast, the Dodgers centric. But you guys talk on MLB yeah. as well. But it's a Dodgers centric um, MLB podcast. Uh, the big story this week is the Wander Franco story. Uh, this the Rays star shortstop. Got himself in a bit of hot water with some uh, social media posts showing that he is uh, interacting with minors, shall we say? Fair. Fair. <laughs> I mean, it obviously a controversy, right? Um, but then when you, like, obviously when you look at the, you know, the 
the situation as a whole is just not good. And I think it was David Ortiz a couple days ago, you know, kind of implied that he wants to help him in some capacity. I don't know, you know, I don't know all the details. Because Wander's Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from the Dominican. As is Big Poppy. Correct. And then now it it turns out there's another inappropriate situation in the Dominican that's under investigation. So it's it's kind of uh, snowballing, if you will. But, uh, I mean, for me, it's kind of hard to not sit here and say they're going to they're gonna let him go. Just because if you got, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's the FBI, the Dominican, but it's it's a higher up. It's, it's know, law enforcement. Yeah, higher up law enforcement that's that's looking into, into the situation. I find it hard that they wouldn't move on. But then again, Trevor Bauer didn't really kind of right. have his situation, go back to the Dodgers, resolved. Really, until the legal stuff got resolved too. So, I mean, every, obviously, everyone's allowed their due diligence, you know, regardless of kind of the circumstance. But be it as it may, I mean, the look ain't good. No, it it feels at this point more like the, what we saw in the NBA with Ime Udoka. Yeah, 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 it's an inappropriate relationship. It's not necessarily. It's not fair to say that he's doing anything criminally wrong, although there is a criminal investigation going on in the Dominican Republic for one of these things. Right. But at least here in the United States, there's nothing necessarily criminal going on, but it's an inappropriate relationship. He is, he's got, he's got a, at least one underage girlfriend, and he is not under 18 himself. No, he so, is 22, if I'm not mistaken. Regardless, regardless of whether or not if they were adults, it would be just fine. Right. The way... Like you, you can't do you can't do certain things with minors, right. and he is he is being investigated for doing certain things with minors that you're not supposed to be able to do. So you're not supposed to do. So that's that's why this is that's why, as you're saying, there's a possibility there that the Rays might not want want to keep him on and have this mess on their hands for that much longer. Well, and again, it's. I think it's very unlikely that he won't play again the rest you know, of this season. I, I don't maybe think, ever. Well, that's probably too early. To say that ever, might be but. too early, to say, but at least this year, we. I think we can we can say that he'll. You know, whatever. But I mean, it's also. I think it's on the table that he'll may never play Major League Baseball again. You know, obviously, there's still the results of the investigation that got to be sorted and all that. But, but I mean, th- the social media posts are damning. For lack of a better term, um, that he's that he's was in, a, in an inappropriate relationship with a minor, but also, I mean, when a team when a team puts you on a restricted list, there's a reason why, right? Usually, it's paternity stuff like that, you know, th- injuries. Yeah, explain the. I was reading Jeff Passan's. Uh, he did a great explanation on administrative leave versus yeah. restricted list. Why in this situation is it restricted list that that the team and and Major League Baseball decided to put him on instead of administrative leave like we saw with Trevor Bauer. So administrative leave in Trevor Bauer's case was because he was hit with those charges, the whole bit, it was already through the legal system. Restricted list is hey, you're on, you know, there's there's this situation that we don't really have clarity on right now. So we can't really put you on administrative leave. We can't also you know, let you sit out games because you're taking up a roster spot. So here's the restricted list where nothing can really happen with you. We can put you in here for a certain amount of time, and then we can still pay you. Okay. Whereas administrative leave, a lot of guys don't get paid. It's without pay. It's without pay. And the reason I say with a lot of guys don't is because the union can also fight that. 
So that's the other thing we have to take into account too is the union is going to you know obviously back their player regardless of the situation, but they're going to do what's in the best interest of everyone. We were talking a little off air about the power of Major League Baseball Players Union. To me, from the from an outside perspective, it it feels like it's the most powerful players union in sports. Yeah. And the reason I say that is we see like A Rod ten years ago. Yeah. He has the PED. His second PED scandal, the what was it biogenesis? Biogenesis, yeah. Um, performance enhancing drugs scandal. He gets the largest. I think it's still the largest suspension Ever. in baseball history, over a hundred games. Yeah. He plays for like two months, while that's after that suspension was levied, obviously because he was appealing and under the league rules and the players' association, the the collective bargaining agreement. You can play while you're appealing. Yeah. You don't see that in the NBA. No. You don't see that in the NFL. I don't follow. I don't follow many other leagues very well, but I do, I doubt you see that in the NHL and MLS no. either. No. It, like, what is it about Major League Baseball Players Union that they've been able to get this much power to be able to get their guy to be able to get their guys paid on administrative leave, or get or at least be able to have them play through? the appeals process of a suspension because that's unheard of anywhere else. Well, and, I, and, I, and I think Trevor Bowers may be the longest after A-Routes because I think it was 132 games, something like that. Yeah, I, I think so it was because there was no actual suspension yeah. for most of that. Yeah. It was just he's on administrative leave. A-Routes probably is still the but longest suspension, suspension yeah. but Trevor Bauer might have sat out for more games. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, the, the power of the union – a lot of it is the unity, right? Like like we hear about it in, in different sports is, is the players are trying to get theirs. But in baseball, everyone is on the same page because everyone understands, hey, if, if you want to get your pension and, and just be outright vested, you got to play 10 years. They fought for that. Guaranteed contracts. The union fought for that. But the, everyone's on the same page when it comes down to it. So that's why when they have their labor disputes, they're kind of ugly because in the NBA, for instance, if they have a lockout, well, the NBA at some point is going to cave to a certain degree, right? Because they understand this ain't going to work because we're so far away from whatever. Whereas in baseball, they'll literally be like, all right, we're locked out. We're just going to hang out. Because they understand that at the end of the day, they know that their players are the product, and the product is what brings the revenue, all the eyes, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why they're willing to die on that hill. Not to say that the NFL, NHL, MLS, NBA. is pretty powerful, too, just looking at – but that – but I think in my head as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing phantom listeners maybe going, okay, come on, but how about how the NBA gets to talk about whatever political issues they want that the NFL wouldn't would ever happen? Like, that shows a lot of power, too. No, no, 100%. But that's, but that's more, in, from my perspective, that's more a product of a player-friendly commissioner yeah. and ownership versus a strong player's union. And that's where and that's where the difference is too. In baseball, Rob Manfred knows who his boss is. It's it's the owners. Yeah, I mean that's just the end all be all there. It, he can be a player friendly commissioner. Like he's cultivated relationships with like Joe Kelly, and they text about stuff. But at the same time, he understands the the position just like Roger Goodell does. Roger Goodell knows he works for the owners. That's all she wrote. That's why the bottom line matters in that regard. So where but where it sets the two aside is Roger Goodell understands that their product is the product. Right, like football is king, whether we want to admit it or not, in yeah. this country. Where and then obviously baseball is grandfathered into as America's pastime, but the union itself is all about 
protecting those those certain things because it's about player. You know, obviously it's a player-driven league, just like any other league. But the difference is, their contracts are way more player-friendly than they are in other leagues, except the NBA. The NBA has player options, and you see it. With James Harden. We we saw what happened with yeah. James Harden and uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Darren Morey. Darren Morey. The whole deal, and he, you know, they're talking about player options this, that, or the other. I, uh, I forgot who it was. Uh, it might, I think it might have been Russell Westbrook had that player option as well with the Lakers, and everyone in Laker world was pissed because he's obviously going to exercise his option because it's like forty million dollars. Whereas in in baseball, the player option, in some cases, is there, but usually that's where that no trade clause comes into play. I would rather have a no trade clause in my, in, from my perspective, yeah. than a player option. So, so that that's where the leverage comes in is you give it to the player in that regard, instead of just like these player options that aren't really team friendly. And that that's probably why we see ten year, fifteen year contracts in Major League Baseball versus just a couple years we're seeing. And for the record, the Wander Franco is an eleven year, hundred and eighty two million dollar contract guy. So I mean, that's another factor that's going to be taken into play here. Is like, okay, if you release him, you have to pay him the remainder of the money. So, so that's is that regardless of, like, with cause? Like so, we hear with firing with cause means you don't necessarily have to pay the rest of the contract, depending on the depending on what the contract uh, things is. Is that is that the same kind of thing with this with this kind of situation? Yes and no. Like we saw with Trevor Bauer, basically the Dodgers saying we're not going to pay you, right? Wanted to fight it, fought it, and they paid him. From what I understand, they paid him a certain amount, and they're still some litigation there. Haggling over that. Yeah. But the Dodgers, more or less, were like, yo, you're just not going to be a Dodger anymore. So the Rays, I mean, obviously the Rays don't have the coffers that the Dodgers do. I mean, the Dodgers really is Carl Crawford, and I think they owed him like $70 million. Yeah. So, so they can afford that. Um, whereas the Rays, you know, they, I mean, they, it's that was still a very team-friendly deal. 11 years, $182 million. So, I mean, it's, but it's still a good chunk of money that they're going to have to haggle over. And we, and, and we all know the Rays do not like they're, they're they're kind of a penny pinching yes. franchise, so this that's a big deal if they have to pay him the rest of that money yeah. when he's not playing. Well, sure. and then the other thing that's going to be interesting to see now is because, like you said, the Rays are a very penny pinching organization. After the Trevor Bauer thing happened with the Dodgers, they became way more. I mean, they already did a lot of diligence. Like before they traded for Mookie Betts, there was a lot of diligence that they did there. Granted, also because I mean, you're giving a guy 13 years, 365 yeah. million. So I mean, you ha- you have to do your diligence. But now the Rays are for sure going to be more diligent with what they do, who they sign, who they go after, et cetera, et cetera. Because if let's say let's say they have to eat, I don't know, we'll go eighty-five million dollars of that deal for a guy that isn't playing for you anymore. Yeah, like you're you're going to have to find a way to you know to negate that loss. But now it's going to make it harder for them to go out and, and attract that you know I guess frontline you know guy like a, a Rafael Devers not not to say he's a free agent but you know something like that yeah don't scare me man you know I'm a Red Sox <laughs> fan we did we already we already let Mookie Betts go to your Dodgers for pennies on the dollar and you gave up Kike for not a whole lot either. yeah we we don't need to be giving up the other cornerstone of the franchise Rafael Devers who is now by the way Kike is raking in LA which he wasn't in Boston of course of course he is of course he is he's picking up from where he's picking up finally where he left off in the t- 2021 playoffs with with the Sox. He finally found his bat in the regular season. Just awesome. like Josh Newman, years of abuse. Yeah. It- <laughs> years of abuse. <laughs> um, so, let me ask you this, because the, for the first up until recently, the Rays have been by far the best team in baseball this year. 
and a lot of that is because of the talent of Wander Franco. He's not on the field right now. Like you you said, you don't you would if you were to guess he you don't think he's going to play the rest of the season, but no. there's still a chance that he does. What did, now they're not in first place anymore. The Orioles have who've surprised everybody are now the best have the best record in baseball leading that division. What does this do for the Rays the rest of the season? Does it do the, can they still stay you know, AL pennant contenders, World Series contenders without Wander Franco. So, and, and to correct one thing, not to nitpick, but the Braves are the, oh, Bra- Bra- excuse have the me. best record in baseball. Excuse me. Um, but uh, man, I mean, they. I mean, wa- the the loss of Wander Franco is a big one because it isn't just you know a, a relief pitcher. It isn't just even a starting rotation piece that, that you can that you you know a, like a, a five guy, right? Like you're talking about a guy, a dude, you know, a, a a guy that's kind of holding your lineup together, defensively really good, obviously offensively really good, very consistent, you know, upper echelon shortstop guy. Because I mean, I mean, you remember, you know, kind of from the early 2000s, you know, that everyone everyone knew who the shortstops were. Yeah. Now, when you look at all the shortstops, you know, there isn't uh, there isn't as many as as per se there was that are elite, but there's still. You know they're they're not regarded the same way. Wander is kind of like that old school shortstop that can just rake. It's a huge loss, it's, and it's not one that you can just be like, "Oh, we're going to go to the farm and find a bat that's raking down there." Like it's especially this time of the year when you're you know in the hunt to go out and get, and especially with the playoffs how they are now too. You know you got the wild card round. You got to get through more. teams. You got to get through more teams, so you have to have more depth. So losing a player like that too kills your depth. So it, it's a huge loss. Point being, long-winded answer, I think they can still hold it together. I just don't think that they're going to be kind of the powerhouse, if you will, that they've kind of looked at quietly. You'd, you'd put the surprising Orioles, the Astros, the Rangers, the, and those those teams ahead of the Rays at this point. They're I, ahead in the stand in, by win-loss record, but you put yeah. them, you'd give them a better chance of making it through. Yeah, I think the, the Rangers went out, and obviously they got some guys, and that's that's helping them a ton. Um and even then, I mean, the Rangers still have issues too, right? Corey Seager. Yeah. My man can't, you know, I don't want to call him the glass man yet, but, I mean, he can't keep it together, right? And, but, I mean, they're still good. They have depth. And that's the thing is and to make a run in baseball, you have to have depth. It doesn't matter if it's at the starting position. doesn't matter if it's, you know, position players. Even at the catching position, you have to have depth. And if you don't have that, then, it, you know, it doesn't matter how good your starting situation is. If you don't have that bench depth, it doesn't matter. That's why the Dodgers went out and got Kike, because yeah. they needed that depth. So, But I think, the, bro, the Orioles, I don't know what they did. <laughs> I don't know. How, I mean, because the thing is, is they've gone out and, and they've gotten pieces back, like in the Manny Machado deal, right? They got dudes. They, they've gotten all these pieces over the years, and I don't know if maybe just at some point, and, you know, the Angelos family decided, hey, you know what? Let's just see what these dudes can do. And it's working. The culture is great. The guys are getting it. And, and I think... I don't know if they're built to win yet, per se, but I think they can make a run. Yeah. Because the thing is, is with the Rangers, I mean, they have all the experience in the world, you know, having the Scherzers and the Bochies of the world. So I think that's really their only downfall is just the lack of experience. But let the kids play. Yeah. Yeah, they've been a fun team to watch for sure, as have the Rays up until this point. Um, We'll see how it plays out the rest of the way. Alonzo Sarignana live with me at Shields um, here. We're in the parking lot of Shields for the Doc Dogs competition. 
Uh, we're going to talk with one of the uh, with one of the great vendors from Woofies. We got Angela from Woofies, uh, one of the great dog friendly vendors out here. Bring your dogs out here and get a nice spa treatment at Woofies, right, Angela? That is correct. We are here today. We offer not only our mobile service, so we're doing ear cleaning, nail trims wash and goes but we also offer pet sitting dog walking and of course the mobile spa nice and so today you're doing the mobile spa yes thing. you can come in and we'll do wash and goes um those are 20 and then we have complimentary ear cleaning and nail trims nice sounds yeah. like sounds like a nice uh little saturday afternoon for your pup here it's um, great do, where are you guys located do you- so if you look up us up on the website, we're Wolfies of Sandy. However, okay. when you do have a franchise and you have a mobile pet spa, you have to have something that's central. So we actually service all of Salt Lake County. Utah County, Weber County, whatever services you need, we will offer them. So what's the uh, what's the best place to uh, what's the best way for people to uh, book appointments, schedule one of the mobile treatments or come in to, to your uh, your office location? So if you go to wolfies.com and you put in a zip code, you can search for Sandy and you can get all of our information. You just fill out the form for whatever needs you are, are looking for and we'll take care of it for you. We'll reach out. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so woofies.com is where you go. And come on out here today. Take advantage of their mobile spa here at the parking lot in, in Shields in Sandy. Thank you so much, Angela. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. That's Angela of Woofies, um, one of our many great vendors here at the Shields parking lot in Sandy. If you don't know where we are, if you're coming from coming from the north, from, from up north, head on I-15, Look to your left as you get close to Sandy Draper area. You'll see Shields. You'll see the giant Shields building right there. Take take the exit there. You'll practically be in the parking lot of Shields where we are right now. Um, and check out the Doc Dogs competition. First annual Doc Dogs do- competition for this for this particular Sandy location. They've had they've had it at other uh, locations, but this is the first time it's been here in Sandy. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Tons of that you you just heard from Angela at Woofies. We've got other uh, vendors that are giving away and selling um, dog treats for the gourmet dog treats. One of them here, Rebel Paw. If they're if they still have if they haven't gotten their first 50 pups to go up and, and talk to them, you still had a chance to get a free Rebel Paw street treat for your pups. So come on out here, hang out with us, bring the pups, and uh, yeah, have a good time here with us here at the uh, Shields parking lot in Sandy. If you need the address, it's 11282 South State Street in Sandy. Another segment with uh, my guy Alonzo, talk a little more baseball, maybe a little Pac-12 as well. This is Sports Saturday with me, James Peterson, on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Welcome back to Sports Saturday with James Peterson, brought to you by Sunstop Sunglasses on your home of the Utes, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Live at Shields in Sandy, James Peterson here in the, we're under the big white tent in the Shields parking lot. Come on out and hang out with us. Uh, so many great vendors. We got people food vendors, if you will, and we got plenty of dog friendly vendors as well. Let me just read off. We just talked with with Angela over at Woofies. Sound like they got a great uh, mobile pet grooming station over there. They've got they do pet sitting as well. Um, give your give your dog a nice little spa treatment. 
here at Shields. Uh, they're selling those pet grooming and uh, kind of the spa day, if you will, uh, for 20 bucks here in the Shields parking lot. Rebel Paw, if they haven't already given away all their free uh, street treats at Rebel Paw, first 50 pups get a free treat if you go up and say hi to them at Rebel Paw. Mountain Wild, their uh, pet treats from the wild, they actually sell them inside at Shields as well. They're... Uh, they're uh, selling those here out in the parking lot as well. We've got Beehive, which is a canine training company that's got a, a uh, booth here. Gosney Ovens, they're giving out free pizza samples. They're going to be at most of the ESPN 700 tailgates as well, Utah football tailgates. And uh, we just had some of the pizza. Delicious. You're not going to want to miss out on that today and definitely not at the uh, Utah football tailgates. Uh, Brio, they're a smokeless barbecue pit, smokeless fire pit. They're giving out uh, bacon samples and, and others here, and we've we've been chomping on some of those. That's been delicious. Looks like they got some pineapple on the grill over there too. Love me some grilled pineapple. Um, they we got nautical bowls. They're selling their OCIE bowls. Shout out to nautical bowl nautical bowls there. And then and then inside at Shields, they've got a nice sale going on for dog toys and treats today only. And they've they're giving out frisbees and some other uh, freebies. At a table here, they're doing some. You ready for this, Alonzo? Arfs and crafts. Stop it. Arfs and crafts here at the, under the white tent here in Shields. All of this for the Doc Dogs event, the dog jumping event uh, going on. You know, you saw it on ESPN. You've seen those shows on ESPN in the summertime on the weekends when when uh, you got nothing else going on. You got the They've got the platform that the dogs run out on. They throw the dog toy, and then they go out and catch it before they land in the pool. They've got a big inflatable pool and a platform for these amazing canine athletes uh, doing the dog jumping competition. So come on out, hang out with us, bring the pup. Um, have a good time here at Shields in Sandy. Got Alonzo Sanignana with us for uh, another for another. 10 minutes or so here on Sports Saturday, ESPN 700, 92.1 FM. He's the host, one of the hosts of the Bleed Los podcast. It's a Dodger-centric MLB co- uh, podcast. Um, what's that like? Because your other hosts are on the, are in L.A., right? What's yeah. that like for you being here in Salt Lake doing that remotely? Do you feel like you're still... I mean, you're still plugged in a ton. You're you're able to have the you're able to get the conversations, that inside information you need. But is it is it kind of strange being so remote? Uh, no, not really. I mean, obviously, because of the pandemic, we all kind of figured out how to make uh, the uh, the Zoom situation work, right? So, I mean, that in itself works out. And then also because a lot of our guests join us through that platform anyway. So uh, so it all it all kind of works out. You know, we you know we still obviously have a group text through the thing. You know, shoot each other info, but I mean, it. Uh, and we do some shows in person from time to time. Like earlier this year, uh, uh, we did a a, a a show with Fernando Valenzuela talking about okay. uh, a bunch of stuff, and we did that in person at Dodger Stadium uh, last year for the All Star Game. We did some stuff out there. So, so I mean, we still, you know, during the Rose Bowl, actually, we did a show at the hotel, uh, the oh, team nice. hotel. Yeah. So. So, uh, it's got to be fun every once in a while to be able to be in person with the rest of the guys. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then you know we still go to games together and stuff too. So, so I mean it keeps it it keeps it uh it keeps it fresh. But you know at the same time too everything's on the internet now. 
So I mean, it's you know that that's kind of how we're able to to make it work. But but again, it's it's still fun. Like this upcoming week, he just got called up today. Uh, Ryan Pepio is going to be on the show. Uh, nice. He's because Tony Gonsolin just went on the IL. Um, I'm pretty sure they announced all that stuff, but if they didn't, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you uh, heard it here first on ESPN <laughs> 700. But anyway, they uh, they uh, Pepio joins uh, Juan, who uh, who's been holding it down, and uh, and they talk about you know the oblique injury, his time in Oklahoma City with the nice. with the three A Dodgers. Um, so it's you know it it. Uh, it keeps everything fresh, shall we say. But everything's on the internet now too. I mean, Passon doesn't even go into a studio. True. Yeah. He's just in his. He's just in his own uh, library there. Yeah. At his, home. His faux library. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, s- speaking of Jeff Passon, we I wanted to get an update if you had any update on Big League Utah. Uh-huh. And I say speaking of Jeff Passon because he came on the Bill Riley Show the week that Big League Utah was at the at the Miller family. Um, announced Big League Utah and, and formally said we are bidding for an MLB team here yeah. in Salt Lake City. Um, and Jeff Passan was one that kind of gave everyone a big dose of reality, saying that there it's not all good things, right? right? We've got there's environmental concerns. There's there's every city that they go to. There's always going to be a, a vetting process. Or are you going to get enough fans to come out to the games? Things like that. That that second one's not. Neither of those are unique to Utah, but right. um, as far as the environmental concerns, I just I was just reading Salt Lake Tribune this week, and they were updating the water situation. And one of the things Jeff Passon said is, "What if the lake dries up yeah. back then?" Well, the lake is going down again. Yeah. So I, I wonder, not maybe not that specifically, but what have you heard? What have you heard from MLB or other places about Big League Utah and? and and some of these concerns are are they being mitigated, or are we, or or does it still look pretty good for Utah? I know the concerns are still real. I know the concerns are still uh, um, something that uh, Major League Baseball is taking hugely into consideration. Um, you know, like I I told you before, I think we will get an NHL team before we get a Major League Baseball team. It looks like we're close to that happening, um, but I think that's also a good test. To show, granted, it's different sports, different fan base, whatever, but um, but I think it's another. You know, it can show that the market can hold two top five sport franchises in one shot, right? Like in Nashville, you, you know, you got the the Predators and you got the Titans, and it works. Yeah. Right? So so it, it's one of those where you know when you kind of when you have comps you look at the Nationals of the world but I think the the big uh, wrench that kind of got thrown into everything this week is the Brewers I don't know if they leaked it intentionally or whatever uh, basically saying hey if we don't get funding for a new ballpark we're gonna look at relocation oh so I think that throws a little bit of a wrench in there and I did speak to someone with Big League Utah about that um, and they just said whatever it is whoever it is. We just want to get somebody here. So so what I took from all that is that if, if the option to relocate the Brewers is a thing, that they would look at that as well. Granted, I mean, we're still a ways away from any of that really taking place, right? Because they still have to fight on the money and, you know, of, of bonds and all that to get a stadium sorted. But, I mean, for them to leak that out means they're, they're serious. So, so I think now if that is, in fact, the case, that throws a wrench on any sort of expansion because now you have realistically three franchises that need to get sorted out, the Rays, the Brewers, the A's. Because the A's deal, it's done, but it's not. Right, it's not official. No. 
still some things that have to be yeah. worked out before it's official that they're moving to Las Vegas, even though it feels like it's all but done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, there's, I don't see how the A's can stay in Oakland. Right. I, I mean, I just, I just, they're don't. moving for sure. Yeah. Um, where I mean, it's just you know now it's a matter of the formalities of Vegas, right? They've you know it's been reported that they've sorted out the site over there by uh, the Mandalay Bay. All that's good to go. They want to do a sports complex, so now it's just a matter of kind of finalizing all that stuff. Cool. From there, now you have another franchise that's throwing the wrench in the gears. So now it's it's going to be interesting to see. But I do know that Rob Manfred is on record saying that once kind of the A situation gets resolved. He's alluded to the Rays. Obviously, the Brewers thing just happened, but be that as it may, those those kind of two other shoes have to fall in place before they can even look at expansion. So, is is Utah now that there's another potentially another team in the Brewers that you're talking about yeah. that said we we might expand here? Does that does that change anything as far as what we've heard about Utah being Salt Lake City being an expansion team only, or could they be a relocation team? I mean, if you want a team here, I mean, all the options have to be on the table. But I feel like it'd be foolish of anyone to say, no, we only want an expansion. When, and, and and to clarify, Big League Utah isn't the one saying that they that they right. might only be an expansion franchise. It's just that's the, that's some of the information that, it, that, that, that we here in Salt Lake City might only be considered right. for an expansion franchise, not for relocation. But now that there's a potentially a third franchise that might relocate here, could, does that open the door for Salt Lake City to to be the Brewers or the Rays? I mean, I, I feel like the consideration should should still be undertook, right? And again, like I said, someone with Big League Utah told me, you know, whether it's the Brewers or, or an expansion team, whatever it takes to get a team here, we want to get a team here. So, and again, I'm not, you know, at the end of the day, the Brewers still have to, I mean, that's a, that's going to be a mess. I'm just going to tell you right now that situation. And right now it's just a threat. Yeah. It's not anything, they're not... It, the ball's just barely at the start starting line of this thing. They're yeah. not gonna. They, there's there's no imminent expansion. It, no. They're just threatening to at this point. The Rays, though, I think is an interesting one to figure out because again, I mean that ballpark is incredibly outdated. I know the Brewers Awful. ballpark is old, but the the Rays uh, Tropicana Field is is incredibly outdated. One of the the least kind of light ballparks around the league, and that I feel like is a bigger kind of situation that needs to be resolved before we can even go down the road with the Brewers to figure out what's when, what. When you can hit a home run by hitting the top of basically the middle of the dome and it falls at shortstop, you got an issue with your ballpark. Or when you lose <laughs> the ball in the ceiling of the dome <laughs> and then someone rules, oh, well, if it hits whatever catwalk, that's a foul I'm, ball, and then the other side is a home run. It's like, nah, man. Come on. Yeah, that's not it, how this works. What the thing... Now, I've seen a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that love the entertainment factor yeah. of a wonky ballpark like that. Have you been there, by the way? I have not been to Tropicana. It's though. it's an incredible hodgepodge of things that don't make sense. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So, but just to compare, like the nooks and crannies of Fenway Park, oh. that's a lovable yeah. baseball, still viable baseball kind of craziness and walkiness that can go on when you hit a ball in the triangle or down the right field line, right? The brick at Wrigley. The Yeah, getting the ball stuck yeah. in the ivy at Wrigley. Fenway, we saw the first, probably the first time ever the ball getting stuck in the light yeah. in, the, in the Green yeah. Monster scoreboard there. Those things are acceptable, fun, entertainment, grandfathered. upping. Yeah, grandfathered. grandfathered, entertainment, upping things about the quirkiness of ballparks. What we're talking about, where you can hit a home run by hitting a catwalk, yeah. 
and it lands in shallow left field, or you can hit a foul ball in the same the same catwalk, but it's off to the left a little bit more. Yeah. Like that needed to go away decades ago. It did. It did. No, and I mean, and again, I mean, I feel like Major League Baseball, I think, is going about this right, I will say, in the sense of they're exploring everything. Yeah. And I think they want to do it right because they also understand, well, if we're relocating a franchise, you're relocating a franchise. I mean, we saw this in, what was it, 2005 with the Expos going to, to D.C.? Yeah. Like, that was... And Expos no longer exists. Yeah. And that was, even then, I, you know, obviously all those details were weird, but... But even then, that was still a gut-wrenching thing in the sense of it's the Expos. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like a, a run-of-the-mill franchise. You know, it wasn't no disrespect to the Diamondbacks. But, like, it wasn't the Diamondbacks, right? It wasn't the, uh, you know, your, your, your this kind This is the Expos. They'd, been a, they'd spent a long time in been Montreal. Been a long time. They wanted, yeah. they, I mean, they, they had contending teams, you know, they, the whole bit. And so, so for me, you know, the way they went about that, I, I feel like they did go about it right in the sense that there was a plan in place to get the stadium built, all that jazz, you know. But but also to move a team, that's the one thing I don't think people understand. It's 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 a thing, in the sense of you got to move all of your infrastructure to a completely different market. That and, means buildings, yeah, staff, all kinds of stuff. And some staff may not even be able to relocate. You know, for for family reasons, even so, I mean, you you know, you have to, you kind of have to take all that into account. So I, I, you know, I don't think, and I don't think Major League Baseball is taking it lightly, right? I, I think they're going about it the right way and doing their diligence. But also, even with the A's situation, um, you know, Dave Roberts got asked about this in L.A. when the Oakland A's played there a couple weeks ago. You know, how how did you feel with uh, with all those fans chanting "Sell the team"? And Dave Roberts put it best. He's like, you know what? These fans have earned the right to voice their opinions, their frustration, and it's sad to see because the A's, the A's really are. I don't want to say a blue blood, but the A's are. They're almost. They're almost. They're right there, borderline yeah. blue blood. Like we talked about this with college football, right? College football, there's all these like borderline, you know, kind of yeah. like sports properties, and and the A's are kind of right there too, right? So I mean, and they they haven't. I mean, yeah, they haven't been good for a while, but I mean, the early 2000s, you know. They were they were banging with the Yankees, you know. They were, I mean, obviously the flip uh, yep. is one of the things, but I mean, they're the might other. have won the World Series yeah. if they've been able to pass the Yan- get through the Yankees that year. And yeah. uh, and it's not like they, you know, I mean, Tim Hudson's gone through there. You know, there there's there's dudes that have gone through there. Mark McGuire, you know, the the Smash Bros. Jose Canseco was there. So I mean, it's not a, a franchise that doesn't have any sort of history, but I think they're going about it as best as they can because truthfully, what it comes down to is ownership wanted to start that. Not Major League Baseball. And ownership triggered all of that, and now Major League Baseball is tasked with, okay, how do we do this right so it doesn't look bad? So I think they're going about it the right way. I, I just, again, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, it's one that's going to take time. That's why I told you we're going to get an NHL team before we get a Major League Baseball team. I agree with you on that. Uh, it definitely seems like it could be relatively soon with the NHL team as yeah. well. Hey, Alonzo, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for uh, coming out to Sandy, hanging out with me, talking a little baseball. Damn it, thanks for having me and uh, hanging out with all the cute dogs. Yeah, absolutely. With all the arfs and crafts. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk more as uh, football season gets going. Here. Again, it's crazy, dude. It's we're it's insane. T- 14 to 12 13? days. 12? 12 days. Wow. Well, you'll be there. I'll I be w- there. I will be there. I will be there. I will be oh, in right. the studio. <laughs> But I will be a part of it, yes. the whole thing, rest assured with that one. We're live here in the parking lot of Shields in Sandy for the Doc Dogs competition. We're going to head to a break real quick, and then we'll get uh, another uh, – we'll, we'll have a chat with the – 
another one of our uh, great vendors here, and we'll tell you about all of them, all the rest of our vendors here on the other side, and wrap up the show here on Sports Saturday on ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Welcome back to Sports Saturday with James Peterson, brought to you by Sunstop Sunglasses on your home of the Utes, ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Couple minutes left here in the show. It's been a lot of fun. We're live at Shields in Sandy. If you don't know where Shields is in Sandy, head south on I-15. You'll see the big building. Or if you're going coming from the north, Utah County or something, you'll see the big Shields building in the Sandy the Sandy area there. Take that exit. You'll practically be here. We've got dock dogs, dog, a dog jumping competition going on here in the parking lot. We've got tons of great vendors here as well. I've got Mike, uh, is it Looper? Mike Looper from Mountain Wild um, here. And pet treats from the wild is the, is the description I got from it. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so we are the only pet treat in the world made from wild roaming elk and deer of the Rocky Mountains. So we, uh, we work with wild game butchers uh, to save all the meat that's not utilized by hunters and uh, that's traditionally thrown in the trash and into landfills. And so when a hunter uh, harvests an elk or a deer, they usually take the premium cuts of meat and there's, there's trim that's left over. And we take that and, uh, and utilize it for an all-wild, all-natural uh, dog treat, pet treat. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous I'm not one of these dogs. I love, I love me some venison yeah. and stuff. So I mean, I'm sure the dogs love it too. And you guys you guys actually are sell it inside as well. Yeah, right? yeah. We, we sell in Shields, and we're a local Utah company as well. So all of the elk and deer that we utilize are coming out of the mountains of, of Utah and Wyoming. And uh, like I said, no farms, no fences, no grains, no fillers. It's just an all-natural, all-wild protein source. And in a $6.5 billion industry of dog treats, we're the only dog treat made from wild-roaming elk and deer. So That's it's pretty amazing. cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And do you have a website that people can buy off we, of, or is it just here in Shields? Yeah, so we do. We, yeah, if you can learn more about our, our purpose-driven uh, you know, product and our mission at mountainwildpet.com. Or we uh, and we can also buy our products there, but of course we're also sold in shields as well. And are you selling them out here at your tent, or are you? We're or not. Are you giving no. some away, or what's the? Yeah, we have here samples here, okay. so if people come down, bring their dogs with them. We're giving products away. Nice. And then uh, shuffling them inside and uh, working with our awesome partner of Shields to uh, purchase it there. We also um, we we have stewardship over about 1.5 million acres of land in the in the uh, mountains of Wyoming and Utah. And we also collect shed antlers from okay. there, and we make wild uh, sh- uh, antler treats uh, for dogs as well, shed antler chews. That is so cool. Yeah, it's really neat. That, that's really cool. So come on out and uh, talk to Mike Looper here in Mountain Wild. Try some of the samples here in the parking lot, then head inside and, right. and buy some treats yeah. for your uh, for your dogs. And bring your dogs here. It's Absolutely. Very dog-friendly around here for the dog for the Doc Dogs Dog Jumping Competition. Thanks so yeah. much, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go ahead Appreciate hand, it. Go ahead and hand the headset off to our next uh, guy, um, Noah Ford from Nautical Bulls. Now, this is this is the uh, the people food yes, part, of the, part of the Doc Dogs 
uh, party we're having here exactly. at Shields. Tell me about uh, nautical foods, uh, nautical bowls, excuse me. Yeah, nautical bowls. So we, uh, my wife and I, uh, we just moved here actually to bring na- the first nautical bowls location to Utah. Um, nautical bowls is an acai franchise. Started in Minnesota, actually where we're from, spreading across the country super fast because it is the best product out there. We have um, super fun, welcoming stores and uh, employees, so we, we ask you to come on in and try our bowls because the product is top-notch, um, super fresh, comes straight from Brazil and the other locations around the world that we source our um, our superfoods, our, our superfood bases. So. Yeah, so... For those that haven't haven't gotten in on the Acai train yet, tell us a little bit about what Acai is. Yeah, Acai. So Acai, excuse me. Th- yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> it's a tough word. I have to say, it's a tough word. So Acai, that's a berry, um, generally grown in Brazil along along the Amazon River. Um, one of the main places that you can find it in the world. It looks a bit like a blueberry, has a little bit of taste like a blueberry too, but uh, super super rich in antioxidants. And so that's that's kind of what started this whole this whole thing is the acai berry people discovered how good it is for you and so that's why our restaurant is called an acai restaurant even though we do have other products besides just acai so we have of course our acai base and then we have four other main ones one is blue magic made with coconut mango pineapple and then it has spirulina in it uh, that is a definitely a guest favorite tastes kind of like pina colada okay then we have um, a coconut base. Obviously, you can guess what that yeah. tastes like. <laughs> Mango, um, another yeah. easy one to figure out. And then pitaya. Pitaya is uh, dragon fruit. So, nice. And all of these are specifically um, chosen, obviously, for their great flavor, but primarily because they are good for you in different ways. Yeah, and that's amazing. So, do you guys have a you guys have a brick and mortar location, or you uh, got a food truck thing, or what's your we do. So we just opened about two months ago okay. in the middle of Sandy, 94th nice. and Highland. Um, on that, there's a street corner there with Smiths and Home Depot, um, and so we're in the strip with Smiths actually, in that uh, in that little strip mall. And we've been there, yeah, like I said, for about two months. Our grand opening was June 17th. Had an amazing turnout. Line was like 200 people going down the sidewalk. It's it's been really popular, growing really fast. Um, it's a great meal replacement. So, uh, yeah, tastes amazing, really healthy. We encourage everyone to come on in, and uh, we are, we're giving away BOGO cards to anybody that comes and buys a bowl from us today. Okay. They can get a BOGO card and come on into our store, and that gets them a free bowl. Yeah, come on out to Shields and Sandy for the Doc Dogs competition. Watch these amazing dogs do their thing, the amazing athletes do their thing here at the pool. And uh, for uh, for lunch, come ha- try a nautical bowl, an, an acai bowl, or one of their other great bases. For at, sure. Uh, here at the at Shields and Sandy. Thank you so yeah. much, Noah. Thank you. And so, yeah, that'll do it for us here on Sports Saturday. Um, had a lot of fun here. This is going to keep going. The last uh, the last event starts at four, so you've got plenty of time to come hang out here. Um, and I think it'll go till around five, is what Cherie at Shields was telling us. And so, yeah, you've got a, you've got five more hours here to come check out the fun, uh, tr- try some of these great vendors. Let me shout out the rest of them for you one more time. Woofies, a mobile pet grooming station. They're offering $20 baths today at their mobile station. Rebel Paw is, a, is street treats for dogs. Um, and if, if they haven't already had 50 dogs come up, 
you can still you can still bring your pup and get a free uh, dog treat from Rebel Paw. Uh, Mountain Wild, you just heard from Mike Looper. Uh, pet treats from the wild. And uh, Beehive, they're a canine training company. They're also here. Gosney Ovens giving out pizza samples. They're going to be at our Utah football tailgates. Um at most of the Utah football tailgates, so you'll be able to try them there. Get a little preview if you come out here. Brio, uh, they're a smokeless barbecue pit, smokeless fire pit. They're giving out uh, bacon samples and more. And then uh, you just heard from Nautical Bowls, Acai Bowls. Um, they've got a sh- they've got a sale on dog toys and treats today only inside of Shields today. And Shields has got their table up. They're doing arfs and crafts. And they're giving out uh, freebies, frisbees, and and a bunch of other freebies here as well. As you uh, and and just come on out, hang out with hang out with us here. Bring the pups and uh, get some of those great treats. Take advantage of some of the services here from the great vendors here at Shields in Sandy. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening via the podcast. Search ESPN 700 wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, smart speaker, enable the ESPN 700 skill on your smart speaker, then say play ESPN 700. Download the ESPN 700 app. Thank you so much to everyone listening on the app. You can listen live. You can listen on demand to the in the podcast there in the on-demand section of the app. And uh, ESPN700sports.com, podcasts tab or the listen live tab is where you go to listen on ESPN700sports.com. Thank you for listening there as well. Or old-fashioned, you're in your car, 700 a.m. and our new 92.1 FM signal. We really appreciate all of your ears here at ESPN 700. I'm James Peterson signing off. Until next time, this has been Sports Saturday. And by the way, next week will be the final Sports Saturday until December, as you guys know. I take the I take the football season off because I'm in the booth 10, 11 hours every Saturday uh, keeping the Utah football games on the air. Uh, so we'll, so our last show before football season uh, next week, got a great show lined up for you there. Got an author of a great NFL, well, pro football history um, book talking about the origins of pro, the origins of pro football. I'll have the author of that book on with me next. We'll also um, have other great guests on next week's show. The last one before football season. Excited to do that for you. Um, this is Sports Saturday on your home of the Utes and Warriors Rugby. Utah's number one sports talk. ESPN 700 and 92.1 FM. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.